This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is Diana Verde Nieto. She is an ecopreneur at Positive Luxury. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to meet you in Paris at Paris Packaging Week. But let's talk a little bit about your your background first. What got you into this world of packaging? Well, actually, my world is a little bit beyond packaging. It's actually about ESG and, and sustainability. Good. And I've started this journey about 25, 26, yeah, 25 years ago. And I got into it basically because I wanted to be a human rights lawyer and I was not allowed to because I'm Argentinian. And of course, you can <laughs> congratulate me for the World Cup if you want to. Yes, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> 36 years. Yeah. Well <laughs> Thank done. you. And I came to the UK and it's very, very different in terms of, you know, law and everything else. And I bumped into environmental technology and I completely fell in love with with the career, with the profession. And it's a fascinating area in which you can actually understand, you know, kind of climate on one side. And this is 25 years ago, we were talking about this energy management. And of course, waste is one big part of it. And, you know, water, obviously, as well. And if you fast forward to today, those same topics, the same kind of conversations prevail today with perhaps a very, very, very small progress than the ones that we had 25 years ago. And I think the big change that we have seen since I started my career is back then we had to convince people why sustainable development, sustainability, ESG was important And today, I think that we have seen enough about the erratic climate Mm -hmm. and the risk that this kind of this presents to businesses and the awareness is exponentially bigger. And of course, every country is a different journey from awareness. But I think that's the big change. And that's why. You know, I started 25 years ago and I never left and I never will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. I appreciate the work that you're doing in this world of sustainability. It's so important. Can you tell us about your company, uh, Positive Luxury? Yes, of course. So Positive Luxury is an ESG platform and we help companies to adapt and transform to a new climate economy. And that is we help them to understand where they are in their sustainability journey or the ESG, understand what are the pathway or roadmap that they could take, what are the risks and dependencies, and then, you know, kind of what are the best mechanisms for reporting and to stay away of the new kind of tsunami of legislation that yeah. is coming their way. So how they can stay forward, how can they keep, you know, relevant and how they can make sure that they, they don't stay behind, basically. Such a key point to this whole thing is keeping up with all the, the rules and the laws and the, the specifics wherever you deliver your products. It's absolutely critical to the future of getting in in, on the right side of this situation. I think a lot of people are on the the wrong side, trying to get over to the right side. And that's exciting to see. 
Absolutely. And you asked me earlier on about packaging. And I think this is, is an area in which the mindset has changed yeah. because, you know, packaging before was, you know, a symbol of status, basically. Yes. And today is not even part of the waste supply chain. It's just actually, it's a bad reputation for the business. So it moved from actually being something that it was incredibly appreciated to something that is perhaps not. And I think that clever packaging, intelligent packaging, this yeah. is an area in which we have seen from where we sit working with luxury brands, a change of mindsets and therefore a change of pace for adapt- adaptation and transformation. So I'm super excited to be part of you know, Paris Packaging Week because I think we have so much to give. And I also I'm looking forward to learn. So I'm really, really excited. Yes, I am too. We were talking about that a little bit before the show started about this will be my first trip to Paris. So I'm thrilled to to go. And Paris Packaging Week has so much to offer. I'm excited about it. You mentioned the connected butterfly mark. What does that mean? And how does that relate to your company? Yes, I mean, when we we have a, a methodology that has a four parts. So when companies, when we start working with businesses, the first thing we do is we understand what is the baseline. Then we help them to transition to 50% across each one of the areas of ESG. So it's not a blended score. is 50% on environment, social governance and innovation. And then it's about future-proving them. And of course, helping them to communicate this in a credible way to the different stakeholders, but not just about what are the goals and the strategies, but actually what are the actions that they're taking. And this is where the connected butterfly comes in. So at a click, you'll see the QR code, you put your phone on it, and actually you can start understanding not just what the butterfly mark is as as a certification, but actually what are the concrete steps that the company has taken in terms of from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective, from a governance perspective, or from an innovation perspective, Mm. what are the concrete steps that they are taking in order to actually get to this 1.5 degree pathway? And it's incredibly rewarded because in the last year, the number of clicks and downloads is kind of, you know, it's exponentially incremental. So we have seen a lot of momentum and a lot of interest from consumers to really discover what brands are doing, which is brilliant. That's exciting to hear and good news. I think people are yeah. interested. Consumers are making decisions based on sustainability, I think. And uh, that's that's great news for the movement of sustainable packaging. Let's let's talk a little bit about Paris Packaging Week. What are you excited about? To, what are you looking forward to seeing? I am excited about the innovation that normally, you know, the week brings and presents. I'm excited to meeting leaders in the space and have meaningful conversations. And I'm also kind of, you know, it's so nice to be face to face after two years (laughs) of lockdown. So I am really excited to reconnect with friends and colleagues that I haven't seen for a long time. And I love Paris. So brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) As a as a first timer in Paris, can you give me one tip? Something I have to see. Oh my God, it's so hard to pick. But obviously, <laughs> I mean, Tower Eiffel is absolutely beautiful. The Seine, a cruise on the Seine in the evenings is unbelievably romantic, mm-hmm. and the food just basically anywhere. So it's it's great. I I just love it. That sounds great. I've heard that food takes time. And not to be in a hurry when you're eating. Is that is that good good advice? 
Yes, but actually, it's, <laughs> that's what is beautiful about it, yeah. is the fact that the pace of Paris is the pace of life, and it's the way that we should perhaps live, like, you know, take an hour's lunch and actually yeah. sit down with a friend, with a colleague, with a newspaper, and actually eat lunch instead of our desks. So yeah. it's really, not, I, 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 this is why I love it, because the, the, the quality of life is, is perhaps a little bit better. I'm hearing so many positive things about it. I really can't wait. Why why is Paris Packaging Week so important for your brand? We work with so many luxury brands and also suppliers that, you know, kind of showcase what we do and enable others to really buy into the fact that they can have intelligent packaging and that packaging should not be part of the waste stream, but actually part of the brand uh, in a way that is actually adds value instead of being wasteful is incredibly important. So for us, it's a fantastic opportunity to hopefully get more people on board and, and really help them to see the opportunity that packaging brings from a slightly different point of view. Well said. I love that mentality and it's so accurate. We need to look at packaging as, as part of the solution. And, you know, what if it could be reusable? What if it could be easily recycled? All, all of these things are very, very possible. I want to talk about ESG plus assessment. That's something I saw on your website. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, of course. I mean, that's the methodology I was I was mentioning before. So it's the environmental, social governance and innovation framework. And yep. it's it's a methodology basically. So okay. it's this four-part methodology I mentioned before. So assess, future proof, build trust, and then communicate. And I like that you were talking about authenticity and being accurate and, and providing real information. That's so critical. So oftentimes we're seeing things that look kind of vague or kind of less than authentic. And so I'm excited to see that you're urging brands to be more real and authentic. Yeah, I mean, there is a new trend called green hashing. Basically, brands are starting to become a bit quieter in terms of the claims, because now you can't really say whatever you want. You know, you have to back it with facts. And backing it with facts is not the ambition of getting to something, but it's the ambition to get into something and how are you going to get there? And I think that's when it started to become a little bit trickier now than it was before. The mm. regulation is kicking in, reporting mechanisms are getting kicking in, you know, double materiality is becoming important. <laughs> Climate disclosure and financial disclosure are unison, are becoming mandatory. So when before it was voluntary and anybody could say whatever they wanted to say, um, going forward, companies will have to have a comparable set of data and actions in order to actually represent value. And for the first time in history last year, you know, COP26, the last COP, was the first time that the investment community really kind of got behind ESG in a in a yep. unison and actually you know companies are starting being evaluated through this frame so it's like are you truly sustainable or are we investing as stranded asset and yep. you know as climate is becoming a risk a real actual risk for businesses Risking volatility on supply chains, risking volatility on energy prices, volatility overall, really, and scarcity of natural resources, water, et cetera, et cetera. I think this area of really 
understanding what is the R&D processes or the innovation that is going to come into play in order to keep the brand relevant and also understanding what are the impact and dependencies all the from from brands including you know the impact and dependency of the within the natural world is becoming now the new the new way that brands will need to think so it's all changed really and i'm super excited because i think if we actually manage to get brands aligned on impact and actions, yeah. we can actually solve this problem and yes. we can actually give future generations what we enjoy when we were children. Yes, I love it. We're, I am, I'm like you, very optimistic and think that we can do this. We can accomplish this as a, as a world, as a community, as, as a people. So I, I'm on board with your, with your mission. Thank you. I want to talk about Paris Packaging Premier, PPW's new event. You're going to take part in the Packaging Premier talks and you're on the Packaging Premier Advisory Board. Is that right? Can you yes. tell us tell us about all of the this is big. This is a new thing. It's incredibly exciting to be asked to do this because packaging, as I said, the mindset of packaging was about something big and wasteful. And I think this is changing. And actually, it's part of brand. And one of the examples I always comes to mind is IWC watches. When we started working with them back in 2014, the packaging was huge, <laughs> five times the size of the watch. If you fast forward today, the innovation of the brand and the incredible amount of work that they have done and their suppliers, they mm-hmm. have come up from just packaging to packaging system. And this is kind of the, this evolution enables the watch case to travel, to put other jewelry, to be just done a box that you have your watch and you take it home and you either throw <laughs> it away or, you know, put it under your bed. Right. So I think this is kind of the progression I like to see. And this is why I'm so excited to be part of this, because I really believe that this industry needs to move from having a negative impact to having a positive impact. And that is Less is definitely more, and this is all the cliches, but it's true. Less <laughs> is more, and efficiencies within that is absolutely fantastic. And then the other point is how do you make packaging so beautiful and attractive that doesn't need to be thrown away, that is right. part of the brand, you know? So, and I, I think this is what the area that I'm the most excited about. I 100% agree with what you're saying. Packaging can be useful in the future. And it can be keepsake, it can be artwork, it can be all of these things that consumers want to keep or they want to reuse over and over again. It could be turned into a travel case or I yeah, love that concept. Really, really well said. Well, is this there, is, IWC team, very, very, very well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see some of those watches when I'm over there in, in Paris. You think they'll be, will they be there at the event? I don't know, actually. I'll have to look for them in stores while I'm there. <laughs> Possibly. Any, Anything else that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about or or no, I think I think we have talked about a lot. I think Good. yeah. Good. I mean, I am really, really looking forward to the event. And as I said, I'm excited to reconnect with old colleagues and old friends and actually talk face to face and brainstorm in terms of the evolution and why not leapfrogging of the packaging industry. To yes. what it's you know what it needs to be perhaps a little bit faster. Well said. 
we need to move fast. And I think mm-hmm. that's, it's happening. We're seeing it. How do people get in touch with you, Diana? Diana at positivelashery.com is my email address. So email me anytime. And our website is www.positiveluxury.com. And also you can follow us on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your wisdom. And it's my honor to get to interview you. Thank you, Landsberg Aurora, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you, Easy Fares, for setting it up. We appreciate you. And thank you, Diana. This has been great. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to seeing you in Paris. Me too. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Specrite the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve, The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.